0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, John, some sports guy, Hickman. I'm actually doing a solo show today, but this is another episode of Locked On Texans podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. And you can argue that sports.com. Today is a beautiful Friday in the city of Houston. And right Now, of course, what are we going to talk about? A no-brainer, the draft. Right now, we are in the end game for the beginning of the offseason. Everything is kicking off. We had offseason OTAs kick off on the 15th. The draft was yesterday, last night. A lot of head scratchers throughout the whole draft. A lot of uh, smoke screens that have been thrown out. A lot of trades, a lot of everything has been going on within the last 24 hours when we talk about the NFL on a positive side. We're not going to talk about the negativity that's going on with the NFL right now. If you've been keeping up with it, then you know about what's going on in Kansas City. And so we're not going to dive into that. We are going to talk about the draft, 23rd pick. I know we were doing a slight NFL coverage for the draft up until um, the Texans actually drafted at 23rd. And so, you know, everything seemed like it was going to fall into place. The guy that we've been talking about, I don't know how long, looked to be Houston Texan until this happened which disrupted everything and then a head scratcher happened for the Houston Texans we're gonna talk about that and the guy Titus Howard who we drafted at 23 so that is what we're gonna we are going to be discussing today I'm sorry and of course, throughout the um, – this is Friday. We're not going to have a show Saturday. We're going to wait till the remainder of the draft completes to really have a full draft breakdown. Of course, we're going to get Thomas Welley back on. We also – we're going to get some fan engagement back going on, maybe some call-ins, so that's going to be fun. And, you know, really looking forward and excited to the remainder of the draft because the move – that happened last night, really put pressure on this front office to make sure they hit it in every round. So, we're gonna definitely be covering all of that given our opinions, but today specifically the first round. First and foremost, before we switch over to the next side of the break, check this out guys, listen. We know the hiring process is challenging, no doubt about that, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, Fast and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. When we come back on the other side of the break, First-round evaluations. Don't go anywhere. Locked on podcast for the Locked On Texans, where you can find this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Himalayas, and sports.com Don't forget to subscribe to sports.com Titus Howard, you're up next. We need 23rd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The Houston Texans select Titus Howard. Tackle Alabama State Our whole goal this offseason Was to do everything we could To help protect our quarterback At every step of the process This guy passed the test Film Senior Bowl Combine Private workout The 30 visit And he passed it with flying colors That was Brian Gang, the first full-year general manager of the Houston Texans press conference, <clears throat> basically justifying the 23rd pick of drafting Howard from Alabama State. First and foremost, I want to say for every guy that I drafted last night, congratulations. Um, There's a huge moment in your life. The, the fact that you were able to walk, walk across that stage, or whether you was at home like a Dwayne Haskins, that is an amazing uh, a feature, accomplishment in your life. So congratulations uh, to you and congratulations to Tyus Howard. You know, one thing I, I really want to, I guess, say, stress and emphasize is, and, you know, somebody else said it best, Matt Hammond said it better than I than I could. Matt Hammond said, "Here's what we're not gonna do. We're not gonna get mad and take it out on Titus Howard. That's not. What, we're not gonna do that. He didn't draft himself at 23. Because if anybody were able to draft themselves at any at any any point in the draft, it'll always be number one. So credit to uh, Matt Hammond for bringing that up. Whether you liked the pick or you hated it, he didn't draft himself. So now we just have to support him and hope for the best. And my initial thought when we drafted Howard." And let's, before we even look at we drafted Howard, let's just say, before, yeah, before we analyze Howard, boy, did Philly, did they pull a move on us. Everything was turning out to be perfect. Bradbury was drafted first. Um... Well, not first, but he was drafted before Dillard. Jonah Williams was drafted before Dillard. Uh, Guys were drafted before Dillard when we kind of projected that Dillard would go between 15 to 20. And once Seattle passed on him, I thought to myself, well, when they did what they did at their pick, I I said, well, there's a chance. We 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 were tweeting about it. We were covering it. You know, people people who follow us the so show on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. We were happy. It was something that we, really, you know, thought we did. We didn't have to trade up. We were going to keep our picks. We didn't have to do anything. It was going to happen. Andre Dillard, who's been widely coveted as covered as the best pure left tackle in this draft, considering pass blocking. And Philly just jumped right in there and took him. I mean, you can't be mad. Philly has Jason Peters. He's old. They need a replacement. But it almost happened. It sucks we couldn't get him right. We did the poll. We asked the fans, okay, Houston Texans. Howard with the 23rd pick, rather. Do you like the pick? 20% said I loved it. 11% said I hate it. 69% 69% voted. What the hell? Here's some of the, the 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 I'm not gonna say backlash, but comments in regards to the you know who we drafted. What do we do to deserve this? Taylor is on the board, and we take work. There's a couple of these tweets I can't read because of we're, we're definitely gonna keep it PG. That's my boy Terrell. Here's the thing about Taylor, and as fans, we do this, and it's okay, we're fans, we get caught up. We want name, right? We we know Jawan Taylor, personally, I thought he was probably the best overall prospect at at that position, because what he's able to do with run blocking, ass, and pass blocking, and... The the very, the very first thought was, why not Taylor? Why not Taylor? I mean, people hated that pick. And then I did some research, found out that Taylor uh, has been suffering from a, a lingering knee issue that looks like it's going to continue to linger. And one thing the Houston Texans don't want to do is bring in a guy that's been battling injuries and has, uh, and has an injury M.O. when the offensive line has a what? Injury M.O. Well, then we had Reisner that could have been picked. We had Cody Ford that could have been picked. I've been big on Ryzen simply because he's a guy that would fit everything Bill O'Brien would want, center, guard, tackle, played in the Big 12, a two-time All-Big 12, the guy can move mountains. But then we don't go that route. We go Titus Howard out of Alabama State. And I know that really infuriated a lot of people. I mean – Ask yourself while you're listening, how mad were you when you when you saw that? You were pissed, you were angry. Why not? Why not? Well, in fairness, what I encourage everyone to do is get into the film room for yourself, which is what I did. After the pick was made, after I had time to cool down and really review this guy, I was able to find out some things about him. First and foremost, when we look at versatility between center guard, tackle, well this guy who has an interesting backstory played quarterback in high school was recruited for a tight end continued to grow to 6'4 320 so we know the possibility of him being athletic, when you play quarterback and then tight end then lineman, you have some athleticism there that can be used, we know that but And as a a guy myself who has covered TSU football, who is in the SWAC, been to the games, had a chance to really see Howard play, I have some evaluations about him. First and foremost, as a former quarterback and tight end, his natural strength is not good at all. And that's not a knock to him. I want to say what's not good before I get into what I'm going to praise him for. His natural strength is not good. The Houston Texans need to have him in the weight room day in and day out, in the morning, in the afternoon, right before Houston traffic hits, or let him just work out during Houston traffic, and then he goes home. That's one thing. Uh, I think his hand placement isn't where it needs to be right now, considering now you're in the NFL and not the SWAT conference. You you did not play in a Power 5 conference. And I'm not saying the Swag doesn't have um talent. That's not what I'm saying. TSU has a guy, a receiver, who, who's really good. Harzog. Hopefully I got his name right. My problem with this pick, well, let me not even just say that just yet. One thing about Howard is he has good feet. He has good footwork. He is a very decent pass rusher. There's things, of course, you can work on, like, his aggressiveness with his hands, which I said, his hand placement needs to be worked on, his natural strength to move men, and you're going to be in the AFC South when you have a Jacksonville defensive line, you have a a T defensive line, you now have Justin Houston in Indy. Those are two things you're going to have to work on because if you are not strong enough and if your hand placement isn't good enough, then you're going to be able to get moved instead of move other men. And that's not good. And the problem that's going to come with that is, we, and I want to be very clear when I say this, we cannot place this high expectation on him because what I want is I believe that he couldn't draft it for the Houston Texans, which was, it would still have been a good draft selection in the second round. That's my ability. He was the number eight overall offensive tackle. I believe he could have got drafted in the second round still to the Houston Texans because there are so many needs in this draft that other teams are addressing like D-linemen, inside, outside, linebackers, middle, outside. Safeties are about to be a big thing of cornerbacks. So I think he could have got lost lost in the shuffle. Like Taylor, what we know about his lingering issue, his knee issue that he's been having, like I just told you guys. So that maybe he will fall. But I believe Howard could have failed to the second round. And with him not falling, and with him being drafted 23rd overall, now the expectation of him to be a plug-and-play guy immediately is stamped on him. Now, he's ready. He's talked about it. He he loves the organization. Even when he had the uh, private workout he spoke on about how they had a discussion, and he believed that that was the right place for him. Houston is the right place for him. The organization would be right for him. And I can see that. He's talented. His potential is very high. He's a guy that started at right tackle and left tackle. He's a guy who's we want to switch blade. Well, he's a guy that's played both positions. With Matt Khalil and uh, Davenport, they're going to be battling it out. I believe that he has enough potential and talent to beat both of those guys out for the starter position, left or right. The issue is now at 23 and you've played both left and right, there's going to be a concern throughout fans, throughout everybody watching the game, maybe players in the locker room, the organization. What is he going to be most good at so we can get this taken care of right now? We don't have a couple years to wait. That's the problem. We do not have years to wait for his potential. To, I'm going to put it like this. We don't have years to wait for a Eric Flowers to just be Eric Flowers. Right, and I know the the, the the draft selection came out of nowhere. Small school guy, you, you think to yourself he could have got drafted later on. Reminds me of when the Saints drafted Davenport, um, out of UTSA. So there's something to be said. What, what? Maybe later. But his the good thing about him, like I said, he has good footwork. He is a guy who played both tackle positions. Has 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 the ability to be a day one starter, but if he is moved into a guard position, I think that's where the issue comes in. Because if you play both tackles, then you should be able to continue to play tackle. Now, let's give you guys some facts about Howard before we get out of here. Like I said, he was a number eight uh, overall tackle, fifty six overall player on the PFF board, a uh, big board. Uh, And he also had one of the highest win rate of any tackle in the one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl, earned an 87.8. Let me say this about him. He, I can't stress enough how much he needs to work on run blocking. That is not a strength of his at all. In 2017, Howard posted an 87.8 grade on 356 pass blocking attempts, Howard was among the draft's best when lined up at right tackle. The only guy that was better than him at that position was Dodd Rising out of Kansas State. So we see the potential. We know he's talented. But for the organization that desperately needs a cornerstone tackle, the expectations that Brian Gain put on him, that the organization put on him, drafting him that early at 23. And I'm not saying he's not worth it. I'm saying it was a head scratcher. I'm saying that the draft was full of head scratches. I wish we can discuss the the entire draft, but we're going to stick specifically to the Houston Texans. A lot happened in that draft last night. That was pure head scratches, and he was one of the headlines of it. So we're definitely going to see how that plays out. Day two, uh, round two and three, I believe is tonight. And then the following rounds will completely out throughout the weekend. So that'll be fun. And when we get back, we're definitely gonna look at the entire draft because now the Texans are in a position, at least for the fans' sake. And I, I'm I'm super huge. If you do your research, Brian Gain said in his press conference, I, I didn't get to that point in the sound bite, but he said in his press conference, they started to scout him in August. So obviously there's something that they see there that they love. And I I'm reminded of when the Texans drafted Dwayne Brown. Nobody thought that Dwayne Brown was going to be a first round pick. I mean it was it was probable, but at that time he was a second round grade. Well, we got him at 26, I believe that year, he, he turned out to be an all-pro force. So the possibility of that high upside that everybody wants and believes in him is very possible. Let's not count that out. But now This person, you know it, I know it, and it's not about the fans anymore, it's about what the organization feel is best for the team, I'm always big on if you believe that your guy is your guy, then you have to go get him, and then you have to stick with him, so we'll see. We will. This is the Locked on Texans podcast. Like I said, we wasn't going to hold you guys. Well, I wasn't going to hold you guys too long today. I want you to go ahead and enjoy the episode. Give us feedback about the draft, about the show. Whatever you feel like we need to hear from you fans, let us know. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, LockedOnTexans.com. You can argue that sports.com and Houston-led sports publication in the city of Houston. Of course, check us out with me and Cody. All of that. It's going to be fun. I am John. Some sports guy Hickman. And this is the Bulls on Parade with a party twist. You guys enjoy the weekend. I know I will.